Good morning. How's everyone doing? Happy rainy hurricane morning on the East Coast. Already feels like a day where I wish I was just inside. It says the connection's going in and out, in and out. I hope that clears up. I hope it's not too choppy for you, but morning, everyone that's hanging out. Josh, don't forget the intro. Osborne was first in the YouTube chat today. This is the morning show. My name's Jimmy. It's just a mixture of things I like. It's baseball players from the past. It's books. Sometimes poems, even. That blows people's mind. It's uh, American towns and their history. American history, music, all of that stuff. So, welcome to the show. Thanks for reminding me to the intro, Josh. We got Julie, we got Steve B, Jeffrey, Norm Shaver, Davy Jones, Kevin Gartland, not Mr. Moon. <clears throat> uh, on Periscope, we got Shaw T, <clears throat> my uh, good old pal, Polly. What's up, Polly? Kyle, always in Periscope, my voice wavering on me. Get it together, voice. Justin Hernandez, Enrique, Jonathan Kraus. Wow. Kraus and Polly, but that's not my friend Kraus. That's a different Kraus with an E at the end. Anyway, what up? What up, everyone? How you doing? How you doing? The music that we're listening to right now, it's a, it's a double trick. It's Nathan Kalish, I believe it, how you say it. He was just on today's episode of Talking Folk, which uh, they interviewed him. He played some songs live. Which is super cool because I like acoustic versions of songs better anyway. So whenever they get a guest on Talking Folk, they have him play some some songs. And it's usually versions I really like. He did a version of his song on this new album called uh, Songs for Nobody that's super electric. And he did like a, a acoustic guitar and harmonica version of it. It was awesome. So go check out Talking Folk if you're into that kind of sound. They interviewed him. Pretty funny. He's got a crazy story where he, he co-wrote a song with Johnny Cash. But really he found a Johnny Cash lyrics that had never been released before. So it's a, it's a cool story. Uh, what else? There's so much going on today. Tuesdays are such a packed day for John Boy Media. We got Sequence with Austin Meadows of the Rays, I believe. Laughs from the past. We're still doing Heist. This was the Brinks robbery, which is a crazy, crazy, really well-done uh, heist where they stole, like, the most money ever and the money's still unaccounted for. Talking Yanks was the voicemail up. Pinstripe Strong's out. Talking Giants. They're still running through everything, prepping for the uh, football season. John Boy and Jake Radio will be live in an hour at 10 o'clock every morning. John Boy Jake TV YouTube channel. You can watch live there. Uh, talking folk, I already told you about. And talking sports. Boom. Bam. I saw uh, <clears throat> I saw not Mr. Moon. Oh, shit. 
I saw not Mr. Moon in the chat say jacket weather question mark. And uh, yeah, it's supposed to be a hurricane today. So it's kind of raining. So I went into our closet and I wanted something light waterproof. I found this bad boy. I believe it's producer Luke's. He was staying with us a lot this summer. He's not staying with us anymore. I think he left it at our house. So uh, he also edits this and, and watches it. So in your face, Luke, wearing your Nike jacket. Boom. It's nice, too. I like it. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Man, come on. I went I went live a little earlier today, hoping that we didn't have to storm through everything. But if it's your first time listening, and everyone who listens every day hears me say this, but yesterday I said it, and then the, in the Facebook comments, which is where we get our most views now, which is wild. Thanks, Facebook crew. Um, by like a landslide, like crazy landslide. Um, I said there's always someone blown away that I'm about to read a poem or a book at the end. And there's two people in the chat like, I'm that person. I am blown away right now. So just be ready for it. But first, we're talking about Jigs, Nevada. Jigs, Nevada. What a name. Jigs, Nevada. J-I-G-G-S. For those just listening on the podcast app and not looking at the screen where I have the weather up, it's mostly sunny, 95 degrees. How about that? Jigs, Nevada. Now, apparently this town went through like six names. It's called Mound Valley. It's called Skelton, which is a great name. Hilton with a Y. And uh, every time they changed the name, they changed the name of the post office. And finally, the post office was like, God damn it, stick with a name. And then a local rancher submitted the name Jigs, because I guess it's a character from Bringing Up Father, a comic strip that I know nothing about. There's a guy named Jigs in it. So anyway, that's Jigs, Nevada. Check out this tiny-ass town. It's pretty remote. Here we go. It's pretty remote, and it's got, like, no one in it. But we're going to talk about Jigs, Nevada today. Also, if you're a first-time listener, it's just a random town every day. We use, like, random town generator, basically. So this is the scary part of Nevada. Basically, if you're not from Reno to Vegas area, you're in scary land. I believe there's still, like, people going missing on these highways. The town south of Jigs is called Shantytown. Is that the real town? Do those people have pride? Do they say to, like, I live in Shantytown? Does Shantytown have a high school, Shantytown High? All right, maybe we'll, maybe we'll go down a Shantytown high, uh, rabbit hole. But uh, there's one bar in the whole town of Jigs, and that's, that's like when you type in Jigs, it, it comes up like the bar, not the town. And I thought it was going to be this crazy big bar for people, ranchers, and people that are driving through. It's kind of not. We have a video of it soon. Um, yeah, so Jigs Nevada is basically, there's, it looks like there's two bars now, and they're both named Jigs Bar. Is that is that legal? Maybe the owners just duplicated it because they had so many people coming. The town, oh, okay, hold on. What else did I have here in the town? Um, oh, the Wikipedia says it contains a very small school. So it's up to your imagination what you want to think that small school is. I'm, I'm thinking one student or no students. Um, the site was formerly a year-round camp for Native American gathering pine nuts. How about that? Pine nuts. And then there's one bar... And there was a shootout in this bar in 1962. A double muada 
That's scary. So that's the whole town of Jigs. I'm sure that Luke chose it because he just zoomed in on Nevada and found a town with a funny name. That's it. Looks like it's in a canyon, and there's one bar and a small schoolhouse that we don't really know. It was a booming town at one point, like a rancher town. Not. But then, like, on the notable people, it said there was a guy from Jigs, Nevada, but, like, there's not even houses, so I don't, I don't really get that. They used it in a Volkswagen ad, which I'm showing you right here, where Volkswagen said, the Volkswagen station wagon holds the entire population of Jigs, Nevada, which is just one family in the, in the Volkswagen. Good ad. Really getting to America, Americana. Okay, what's this family? We got a grandma here. She's not into it. Who's in the back seat? There's a woman in the back seat. Sister? Okay. I can't make out this family. Grandma, grandpa in the middle seat. Mom, dad in the front. Four kids. And then someone in the back. A ghost in the back? Advertisements are weird, huh? Like, I don't think this is going to make you want to buy a Volkswagen, but it's going to make you remember. The, whoa! It's going to make you remember that what I just reacted to wasn't on your screen, so I apologize. It's going to make you, uh, and it was my own face. Saw my own face. Like when you open your camera and to take a picture and then it's on selfie mode and you're like, oh my God, that's a day ruiner. Uh, so yeah, Volkswagen was in on Jigs, Nevada. They were pretty in on it. And then I found this video of an abandoned house in Jigs, Nevada. And it's like an abandoned old, old house. I don't know what that section of the house was. Because that's kind of like wide. Not wide. It's like a house, and then there's this little section off. Maybe that's where they shit. But I would guess when this house was built, they were using outhouses. Old abandoned house. Is that a front porch? And then that was off the front porch? Maybe that's where the animals hung out? Look at all these windows. Hold on. Look at all these windows coming up. Just a perfect view in case anyone was coming up to kill you. That's like uh, that's like this. That's like the scene. What a what what a view! I mean, that's beautiful. That's like the scene out of Hostile, Hostiles with uh, Christian Bale when they're all no 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 no. I'm not thinking of that one. I'm thinking of Slow West. Anyone ever seen Slow West? That's what I'm thinking of. Slow West is cool. It's kind of like a Wes Anderson meets Tarantino film. But not like A plus Wes Anderson and A plus Tarantino. It's kind of like, you know, a, a muted version of Tarantino and Wes Anderson made a movie together. It's called Slow West. Whoa, we got a book on the furnace. The guy who's filming this is married. Good for him. Happy for you, dude. Um, soup and a sandwich. Meal as old as time. I mean, it's probably the book's probably from the 60s. Looks like the classic Campbell stuff. What's that say? Our population crisis is here and now. Wow. Okay. Looks like a doomsday book. There's no way the population crisis was hitting Jigs, Nevada. I mean, at most, they probably had 100 people. 
But at that time, there was probably 20 of them like, this is too many people. Whoa, this part of the house looks gross. Just a bunch of stuff on the ground. All right, so that's an abandoned house in Jigs, Nevada. The other thing I found, the other rabbit hole I went down that I I told myself, nah, let's not do that, is there's a... Let me see if I can... I'm doing it. I'm doing it. We're doing it, okay? Everyone's going to have to get over it. I'm not... Okay, so there's, in the notable residence of Jigs, Nevada, which I, I didn't, it looks like no one lives there, this guy named Bruce Douglas, who goes by Waddy Mitchell, and they have him listed as a cowboy poet. I didn't know a cowboy poet was a thing, and since we always do, uh, you know, we do poems a lot at the end of the show, I was like, maybe I make that the poet at, poet, poem at the end of the show by Waddy Mitchell, the cowboy poet from Jigs, Nevada. It's all coming together. Uh, he he performs at the National Cowboy Poetry Gathering. Now, I didn't know this existed, but have you guys ever seen... Oh, that's the baseball player we're doing later. Have you ever seen Out Cold, the movie? Um, stay with me here. Wait. Fuck. Trying to find the the dude from Out Cold, Champ Kind from um, Champ Kind from Anchorman. He's got a he's got a character in Out Cold. What's his damn name? What's his name? This is going to piss me off. I don't even know if this is worth it. What was this guy's name in Out Cold? Just just find it, Jimmy. Stick with it. Persevere. You can do it. Everyone's counting on you. Out Cold came out in like 2002. I saw it in theaters in Lake Zurich, Illinois. I was in middle school. I'm at the same fucking page. Oh, his name is Stumpy. All right, let's see if they have it on YouTube. Out called Stumpy Speech. It's not going to work. Anyway, if you've seen Out Called, the dude gives a, a whole long talk about the mountain. It's that guy. And that's a lot like Wadey Mitchell's cowboy poem. He looks like a character out of a spoof movie. And I say that kindly, and I think the the poems might even be cool, but he looks straight up like um, a Sam Elliott character in The Ranch. The Neighbor in The Ranch on Netflix. If I call it sundown or earthrise, but regardless, we had us a good day, and I got what I needed to done. Neither one of us got hurt, and we managed to have us some fun. I got me high hopes for you, Brownie. I believe we'll make a good team. You've just got to slow down a little. In time, you'll know what I mean. 
oh, when I was young, I was like you. But when working with cows, you'll find that enthusiasm's dandy, but experience is kind. So that's cowboy poetry, and that dude is from Jigs, Nevada, and he's a cowboy poet, and he looks like a Sam Elliott spoof cowboy character. Like, maybe the spoof cowboy characters that Sam Elliott plays in the ranch and stuff are pretty close to being real. Oh, look at his mustache. More on that later. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. What do you think of this guy? Good stash. Better than when you walked in yesterday and we were looking at... uh, Is he from Jigs? He's from Jigs, Nevada. He's a cowboy poet. Here, listen to him. He's He's basically Sam Elliott. Sort of lets an older feller work at a slower pace and still get as much accomplished on account of fewer mistakes. Now, let me see yeah. that foot up. I'll, We're gonna, <laughs> that's, that's the sound. Dude, I have kind of big news up. for you that Darn I don't it. know if I should drop. I'm warning. Jake's got big news for me that he doesn't know. Should you save it for JJR? I had a peanut butter bar. Per- perfect bar. Perfect bar. Good? Pretty good. The consistency is just odd enough that I think it makes you resist the second one. Okay. But I don't know. I'm interested to get your take on it. They should be showing up soon. We got uh we got perfect bars for the office because we need snacks in here. But Jake and I were scared that the perfect bars were gonna be too delicious and taste like candy, and then we're just gonna eat them nonstop and not not just like one a day maybe. So that's the update. Jake says that he thinks they're not perfect enough. Very excited about it. Anyway, that's all I gotta say about. And that's all I have to say about that. Jigs, Nevada. Took us a couple fun places. The next person on the list is the baseball player of the day. His name is Oscar Judd. And he was old. Simmons is old. Uh, Took Oscar Judd until he was 33 years old to make the big leagues. That's old. That's really old. Uh, He played played in the bigs from 33 to 40. Um, He was Canadian. And Canada entered World War II two years before the U.S. did. Canada declared war on the United States two years before the U.S. did. And people were worried that he was going to get drafted into the war. So for whatever team he was on first, didn't protect him in the Rule 5 draft. And then Boston picked him up because they were just expected that he was going to get drafted. And like every year, he didn't get drafted. He was old. And then he played baseball, and he took advantage of all the good guys getting drafted. And he made himself had himself a nice career. Um, but, yeah, made his debut at 31 years old, which is older than most debuts. I'm just being honest. It's just math. 33 years old, he made his uh, debut as a reliever. Then at 34 years old, he starts starting games. And then he, he played through the war, and that's when he kind of got – uh, some good run in there. And then he played post-war. I was reading about him, though, and they were like every spring training he had to basically avoid get out of Canada, which was really hard for him to do. Just so damn old. Um, he led the league in home runs per nine innings in 1943. Look at that. 
and he got MVP votes in 1946. He finished 36th. Why even count? Why even count that many? I mean, okay, dude, this dude finished. He got one. He got one vote. That's crazy that they get to like put that in the awards category. One writer voted for Oscar Judd. They probably had beers together once, and they were like, I like that Oscar Judd guy. It was like a young writer, like a 35-year-old writer, and he was like so young. And then 33, 34-year-old Oscar Judd was so old, and they bonded over, like, we're the same age, but in our respective fields, you're so old, I'm so young. I'm going to vote for you for MVP. So he got one vote. I'm pretty sure that's how it went down. The winner uh, was Stan the Man Miljal. He got uh, 319 points. So, good for him. Let's see this dude splits versus uh, Hall of Famers. Oscar Judd. What was, his, what was his real name? His real name was Thomas William Oscar Judd. T-Woj. T-Woj. Uh, versus batter status, Hall of Famer. How'd you do against Hall of Famers OJ? We're loading, we're loading, we're loading. I'll make it better for you guys to see. Okay. Stan the man, the guy who won MVP in that year, crushed him. 342 batting average, 444 on base percentage, and 45 plate appearances. Damn. Eno Slaughter. Eno Slaughter. Fairly well. 265, 741 OPS. Not terrible. Pee Wee Reese. Mr. Bunt. He had a 300 batting average of 462 on base percentage. He walked nine times in 39 plate appearances. Jackie Robinson. Didn't he have his way with any of these? Oh, Joe DiMaggio. Only one hit and 11 at-bats. How about that? Oscar Judd just shutting down Jolton Joe. Love it. Mel Ott crushed him. Damn. That's why these guys are Hall of Famers and Oscar Judd we're learning about for the first time. Arky Vaughn. I feel like every time I see this dude, Arky Vaughn, I click on him because Arky is such a fun name. We've done this a bunch because he's from Arkansas, right? We've clicked the name Arky Vaughn a bunch, and we found out he's from Arkansas, and that's why they call him that. No. Are there multiple Arkies? No. There's only one Arky. Okay. That's huge. We've definitely clicked on him before. But he said he was no. He's born in Arkansas. I don't know what I'm looking at. We've looked. We've looked at Arky Vaughn before, because you see the name Arky and you're like, what's that about? Uncle of Glenn Vaughn. Ooh, Glenn's nickname was Sparky. How about that? Arky and Sparky Vaughn. Uncle and nephew makes sense. I've played hockey with some kids. Um, ah, Paulie, if you're still in the Periscope chat, what was it? What was what was their names? Fuck. Don, John, and he wanted to name his son Tom. Was it Tom? Was their last name John? Don John? Tom John? Oh, I'm blanking so so bad. Their names rhymed. Oh, shit, I can't think of it. Damn. But anyway, I had another friend um, in Illinois that I played hockey with. Oh, I guess this is a recurring theme in my life. Twice. And his name was, his dad's name was Kip, and his name was Chip. 
And then those were their nicknames. Like they had Tom, T-H-O-M. Paulie's got me coming back there. Yeah. Nice. T-H-O-M was the last name. Um, John Tom. Don Tom. And then in, in Illinois, I played Barrington hockey. And they had real names, maybe Charlie, but they went by Chip, Skip, and Kip. That was like the grandfather, father, son. Whatever. I'm for it. I'm for it. Have fun with your names. Or, I mean, don't have fun with them. But, like, traditions are cool. Big fan. Uh, that's really all there is about Oscar Judd. He was born on February 16th, and I, I know a lot of people are asking where he's buried, so I'll let you know. Um, uh, he is... They don't have where he's buried? Wow. The most important piece of information Baseball Reference gives you? And we don't know. Shit. Maybe it's because he's buried in Canada, and the uh, Canadians are like, nah... Maybe he's not buried. Maybe he's cremated. We don't know. Damn. Nickname, Ozzy. That makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, first people watching, probably like, what? He, why, why is he wondering where he's buried? Well, because they tell you that sometimes, and people really want to know. All right. And that's all I have to say about that. Next up, Jill. Hi, Jill, in uh, the YouTube chat. Jill helps make our titles a whole bunch. I talked about this book on the live stream we did when we were watching the Yankees. I have no idea how we got there, but those conversations are pretty pretty fluid or open-ended, branch a lot of places. And I, I mentioned this book, and then Jill said I should talk about it. I don't have the physical copy anymore. I don't know where it is. I read this when I was in college, probably in 2010. And it's uh, called 1,000 Beards. I forget who it's by. It is by Alan Peterkin. Anyway, it was all right. I mean, it's more like a bathroom book that you would put in the bathroom and then pick up and you read a tidbit here or a coffee table book. It doesn't read like an actual book. Um, oh, someone in Periscope says, you got there because I asked how you knew so much about hair. Well, I read this book. I, I don't know a, a ton about hair. I think, oh, oh, because I said that there's a hair has a terminal length. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Let's play the connect the dots game. I like this. Like, why did I? Why are we talking about this? On the chat, Jake and I were doing legs up for good luck, and that led to someone commenting about our leg hair. And then I talked about how my leg hair reached its terminal length when I was like 12 and just stayed that way forever. And then that guy in the periscope, his name is. Uh, Glaspia, he said, how do you know that hair has a terminal length? And I said, well, I read a book all about facial hair. Bada bing, bada boom. We got there. It's called 1,000 Beards. It's all right. There's some cool tidbits. Like I, I said, and this gets sad, the, the, the main story I remember from this book is that there was this old man that grew, had a big old beard forever, really big beard, and they needed to do surgery on him, so he needed to shave clean, and... They shaved his beard off for the first time in like 50 years or whatever it is from like 20 to 70. Um, and he saw himself clean shaven for the first time in decades and didn't recognize himself, had a heart attack and passed away. That's the, that's the craziest story that I remember from this book because it's pretty sad and crazy. I had to shave my beard for the first time in five years last summer because of uh, a bet we made with the audience about um, if we would get a thousand reviews, I would shave my beard and then we would glue it 
onto Jake's face. So that video exists on YouTube. We did that, and I hated it. I hated the way I looked clean-shaven. I didn't have a heart attack and died. I just hated it. But, yeah, that's a sad story. There's also some crazy other tidbits. Like, this story, <laughs> there's a... Th- this book talks about, like, people with beards have been oppressed. Like, not really, but... Uh, um. Like Peter the Great of Russia, if his soldiers wanted to have a beard, they had to pay a beard tax. They had to pay him uh, in order to be able to grow facial hair and have a beard. So beard taxes have exist. Um, there's this thing called uh, like a training bra for a mustache when people really wanted those big loopy mustaches. I also learned that like this, what I have, isn't considered a beard or wasn't back in the day at all. It had to fall off your face to be a beard. Um Oh, there's a there's a organization called the Beard Liberation Front, and they just go around uh, saying stop discriminating against beards. If you see anyone discriminating against beards, you just call me. And uh, that's the beard. I wonder if they're still around. I think I think they're still around. I'm going to their website now. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of weird history of beards when you were allowed to have one, when you weren't allowed to have one. Like the A's paid their players to have a mustache because they thought that was like continuity well this that website seemed like i just killed myself beard what's it called liberation how come the beard liberation front hasn't come for the hasn't come for the yankees yet oh it's a british interest group which campaigns in support of beards and opposes pogo no pogonophobic discrimination is that Pogonophobic. Well, I, I clicked on discrimination, which I know, but I don't know ponophobic. Fear of beards. We've done it. We've officially found it. Pogonophobic. The fear of beards. You guys want to see the mustache training bra? This is what they would sell to, <laughs> so they would sell to people. It's basically, uh, for those that can't see the picture, it's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, they have um, they have a picture of a gentleman with a loopy, droopy beard. And then it says before. And then they say in use. And it's like, a, it's a mask. Like we're all wearing masks that's strapped behind our ears now. But it just, <laughs> just hugs the, the mustache. Um, and then it says after. And it's like flipped up. Uh, like hair gel exists and stuff. But yeah, mustache bra. Uh, the copy, like we're reading an old ad. Let's see, it says, use this wonderful trainer. Worn five minutes in the morning, trains any mustache for all day to the shape desired and permanently after using a few times, assuring comfort and improved appearance. It will be found that nearly all gentlemen with nice and well-trained mustaches use one of these Kaiser trainers. It overcomes every objectionable feature of a mustache sent to any address on receipt of 50 cents. People were like, Send in 50 cents in, in the mail. How was mail theft not incredibly prevalent back then? Sending 50 cents in the mail and they send you a, a bra for your mustache back. So, yeah. If you have any interest in the history of facial hair, go get that book. They also talk about, like, you know, how beards were used in the gay community. Um, how beards are used in 
I think like the first half of the book is a history of beards. I'm, this I read this a decade ago, so it's very hard for me to remember. The first half of the book is like a history of beards, which I found very interesting. The second half of the book, he was trying to find out, like get into people's brains of why they grow a beard and and that stuff, and you know how the Hitler beard came and and the Fu Manchu and like uh, a goatee isn't actually what we think of a goatee. I forget, and then like Lincoln's beard and all, all this stuff. Uh, so, boom. Beards, one thousand beards. That's, I have. I don't even have that book on my shelf, so I probably would have never talked about it if all that Periscope and reminder by Jill happened. So thanks to Glass P, Glass 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 Pisa Glass Pisa too in Periscope. He was on the live chat. So yeah, cool. There's this dude who always wins the beard competition. His name's Jack Supton. Hold on. Beard competition winner, Jack. What's his name? Jack Passion. Yeah, this motherfucker is like the cockiest beard haver ever. He wins. There's beard contests, and he always wins. Um, This dude. It looks like a fake beard, but it's not. So, yeah. That's Jack Passion. Beard haver. How is he? Oh, there he is with the the facial hair handbook. I guess he wrote his own book. So a lot of people look up to Jack Passion. Beard haver. Anyway, I'm out. Jake's going to start uh, his show soon. Wake and Jake, go get your sports fix. Find out what happened there. We went back in. Whoa. Whoa. See ya. Thanks for hanging out. Looks like the internet's been incredibly choppy, but you guys aren't complaining about it, so maybe it hasn't been. I don't know. See ya. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. 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 Goodb